0: You're listening to a CNA Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's the Money Talks Podcast. I'm Andrea Hing, your host. Now, I've been reading your comments on YouTube and Spotify and I'm glad that we're building a community where we can help you make better financial decisions. This is a dream come true. I love that so many people are into the Money Talks podcast. So one person, Abby, left a note in the episode on understanding ETFs that it was very insightful and very clearly explained. Another person whose name, sorry, I can't pronounce it. It's really quite long. I think it's a computer-generated one. Thanks for your comment anyway. You say that the same ETF episode was very informative for an elderly novice investor like me. That is mind-blowing because it's so amazing that the Money Talks podcast can reach so many different kinds of people. And it proves time and time again, you can start at any time. There's no discrimination. It really truly is for everyone. Let's get down to business and let us help you make more sense of some of the important news that came out this week. Of course, I need to bring in my friend and my producer, our guest on the Money Talks podcast, a new segment, Tiffany Ang. Like that I'm the guest. <laughs> <laughs> It's good uh, to have you, it's always nice to have you on, yeah. on one of these It's yeah, so I, nice to have a conversation I like, with
1: you I like, I like talking to you here, you know oh yeah, It's so the I. highlight of my week, Aww. to be honest yeah.
2: <laughs> Alright, okay, so the first
1: topic Yes, Let's talk about that I know you're travelling to Japan soon mm-hmm. on a long-awaited vacation Much deserved <laughs> But are there other places you want to visit as well?
0: I do actually Where? I am planning to do, hopefully Spain in okay. the third quarter of the year Okay, Why? What are you going to
1: tell me? Okay, so do it fast Okay. Because from 2026, air ticket prices will go up.
0: Oh man,
1: again? Yeah, why? Because flights departing from Singapore will be required to use sustainable aviation fuel, so the cost will be passed on to your air tickets. Yeah,
0: and I imagine because Spain would be a longer haul flight, that's going to cost me a
1: little bit more too. But how much more exactly Mm. am I talking about? Okay, so it would depend on a few factors. Distance travelled... And okay. class of travel. Okay. So here are some estimates. So, an economy class passenger on a direct flight from Singapore to Bangkok will pay an extra three Singapore dollars. Okay. Someone flying to London will fork out 16 Singapore dollars more. So, I would say maybe to Spain, you're looking at thereabouts, about 16. Yeah. Thereabouts.
0: That's not so bad. Yeah,
1: it's not so bad. I guess the
0: plan is to not turn people off, especially when you're introducing something new. Yeah. You don't want to chase people away, and travel's just picked up, right? Yeah, uh, especially after the pandemic. You want,
1: you want to encourage people to go green as well. Exactly,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the very point of this move. I think it's a great one. But passengers in premium classes will pay higher levies, I suppose?
1: Definitely. I was talking about economy class, mm-hmm. right? So my advice is do all your long-haul flights like your trip to Spain. Right. And if you want to give yourself a business class treat, do that (laughs) before 2026. Then after that, stay with regional flights until as always, the initial shock wears off then we're off flying as if nothing has happened. Okay,
0: so this other one this other one is making me think of a trip to KL. Yes,
1: because next on my watch list, bad news Mm. Uh, for our friends across the causeway the Malaysian Ringgit has hit an all-time low since the Asian financial crisis in 1998
0: Oh dear, yeah, if I remember correctly, that 98 fallout did cause the Ringgit
1: to slip to 4.8850 against the US dollar yeah, so now it's even lower. Mm-hmm. Than 26 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, experts say that this is due to China's floundering economy, which is hurting Malaysia's exports. There are also concerns over political stability there.
0: I guess for many people, this is a time to travel to Malaysia, do their holiday, do their shopping in hopes of stretching their dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, if you recall, we did this episode specifically on how to optimize the favorable exchange rate to us, at least. Yeah. All you need to do is uh, search for is. A Strong Sing Dollar Always Good News? Of course, the caveat here is the fact that the Sing Dollar is what's become stronger at the same time. So that's just something to keep in mind. Wherever you want to get your podcast from, that's where the episode lives. Hey everyone, so in the last episode in our news segment, we gave you a quick rundown of all the budget announcements that you need to know. But one particular topic has been in every conversation for a week now. It's so hard for me to avoid, for anyone to avoid talking about this. It is the closing of the CPF special account and the changes to the retirement account. Now you might say it only affects those age 55 years and above one. True, but here on Money Talks, we believe it's always good to look and plan ahead. So let's recap real quickly, okay? If you are 55 and above, your special account will close from next year, 2025. That money in your SA that has been growing at an interest rate of 4.08%, correct as of this date, will be moved to your retirement account up to the full sum so there is a ceiling there now what happens to the remaining savings from your special account it will then be transferred to your ordinary account like you we have a lot of questions don't worry i am just as confused as you are if i'm far from age 55 for example why should i care right if i'm 55 now what do i need to do If I want better interest rates. So I'm happy to have back on Money Talks, Alvin Chow, CEO of Dr. Wealth. It's a financial education provider. He's been on the Money Talks podcast before, so he's no stranger to us. Thank you for coming back, Dr. Wealth.
2: (laughs) Thank you for having me again, Andrea.
0: Okay, so Alvin, let's get right down to it. There's the basic retirement sum, the BRS, and then the enhanced retirement sum, the ERS. Explain to us, first of all, what are all these different instruments in helping us fund our retirement? Basically, what happens when I turn 55?
2: First of all, CPF is really a very huge monster and the confusing part is because there are just simply so many rules that people need to understand. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is still an important retirement system for every Singaporean, mm. right? So make a point to try to learn as many of the rules that is applicable to you as much as possible. Mm. That's it. the caveat is when we talk about CPF, we can only really generalise. Sure. Uh, there are a lot of details or circumstances for certain individual or cohorts may apply differently. So yes, the CPF... SA will be closed mm-hmm. and that's a uh, big news because by right at age 55, previously, there is a CPF OA, CPF SA, which is a special account and the CPF RA, which is a retirement account. Mm-hmm. So at age 55, the RA will be created mm-hmm. and the funds will be channeled from OA and SA to RA.
0: Got it. Okay? Got it.
2: And the rule is that the money will be transferred from SA first. Mm-hmm. If there's enough, they may not need to touch the OA. Got it. Right, but if there's not enough, they will top up from the OA into the RA. Mm. So now with the SA closure, right the. SA money will also flow to the RA first. If okay. there is any flow over from the full retirement sum, then it will go to the OA. Mm-hmm. So the sequence is a little bit different now. Right. right. So in the past, people have been practicing this shielding. Mm-hmm. Some, I wouldn't say all. Some mm-hmm. CPF members have been practicing that. And what they did was to prevent the money from redrawing from SA to RA, right? Mm-hmm. Like they want to protect the money in SA. What they did was that they invest the SA money into ah. some products. Six months before they turn 55. Got it. And once it's invested, CPF can't transfer the money from SA to RA, which means whatever remainder in OA will be transferred to RA.
0: Right. So then you only end up having an RA and an SA.
2: You will still have OA, just that you have depleted savings in OA. Okay, got it. But you sacrifice the money in OA because it's yielding just 2.5%. Yes. Your SA is at 4.08. Yes. So once they turn 55, after the RA is created and funded, they will sell the investments. Right. And the funds will flow back into the SA. Ah. So, you can see they actually earn more, 4.08% yes. rather than the 2.5%. Right. right. So, so it's not
0: just the 4.08% sitting in there. It's also because they've parked it somewhere else. Some yeah. of those funds elsewhere to earn even more.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But technically they just wanted something that is more principal guaranteed sure. so that they don't lose any amount after they sell it they pump it back to the SA the mm-hmm. priority is on the SA and the SA becomes like a high saving bank account
0: essentially you yes. can
2: withdraw anytime you want yeah and you earning 4%. Where mm. can you find such a bank product yielding 4%? <laughs> exactly. No fixed D. Even fixed D have a penalty if you withdraw early. Exactly, right? So yeah. that is kind of like a loophole mm. that CBF members have identified and exploited for many years. Okay. And it is in this budget that the finance minister, DPM, decided that we should close it. Okay. And I'm on a personal opinion that it should be closed.
0: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Tell yeah. me why.
2: Because it is not a policy intention, right? Because CPF at the end of the day is for retirement purposes. Of course. Some CPF members just happen to spot this loophole and they <laughs> exploited it. And anything that is so liquid, right, which you can redraw so uh-huh. fast, in the market, as we mentioned, you can't find that kind of interest rate. Yeah, so to yeah. be fair, it has to benchmark to the market. Mm. And the 2.5% is more closer to the market than the 4%. Ah. Hence, I believe that the SA. At 55 should be closed okay. to prevent this kind of shielding from happening.
0: But why was the SA created to begin with?
2: Even as say before 55, right? We do have RA, we only have OA and SA. Mm-hmm. And of course lah. Right? So OA and SA they have different purposes. SA is really meant as a stepping stone toward your retirement.
0: Because this was pre RA, right? Yes, we did correct. not have a retirement account correct. back then. Yes, yes.
2: So your SA cannot be used to buy houses? Ah. It has a lot of a lot more restrictions as compared to the O A. So O A you can use a bit more freely mm. for education, for housing, yes. for investments. S A also can use for investment in certain purposes, but it's. Less utility Mm. than OA. Mm. Basically, it's just to have another set of money locked up to prevent people from spending. Because we cannot assume that every Singaporean is prudent with their money. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And no other Singaporeans want to sponsor another Singaporean for being (laughs) irresponsible in terms of their money. Exactly. Just like in a family, if you have a sibling or relative that's not responsible with money and keep borrowing (laughs) money from you, you'll feel unfair, right? No, yeah, you're
0: right. You're absolutely right. And I think, I mean, that was the very premise also. And I understand that now. Now that you've explained it because like you said you can't expect every Singaporean to be financially prudent or for better or for worse whether it's deliberate or not some people are just not that good with money so it's also ensuring your social mobility your independence also right so that you don't burden not just your family members but also the system overall right so let's now move on to the people affected those age 55 or about to turn 55 or older even right How is this going to affect their retirement payouts? Because that's going to come from RA, right? And originally, they could take it out from SA.
2: After the closure of this, i say the attention has been shifted to RA as well as the CPF life. Mm. Right? After a certain age, it's compulsory yes. to enter in this program, Correct. which essentially is an annuity plan in the insurance world because we won't know how long we will live. Yeah. And Singapore have one of the highest median death age in the world yes. and is rising, uh-huh. which means that there is a potential longevity risk, which mm. means people living longer than the amount of money that they have to support themselves in yes, old age yes. because nobody knows who going to pass on soon right? yeah. or later. Mm-hmm. And what the government decided is that they pull together the CPF members' money mm-hmm. to form like an insurance pool. right? And the money will be drawn out from this pool to support those who live longer. Got it. In other words, CPF Life program is a good societal program because mm-hmm. it solves a societal problem, mm-hmm. right? And from an individual perspective, of course, then you'll be thinking, right, is CPF Life good for me? Yeah. yeah. So there's a very simple rule of thumb. The way that I see it is that I will look at my parents, grandparents, and you know, I'll roughly see what age do they pass on.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay? <laughs> so I noticed that my grandparents live until a very old age. I still have two grandparents with me. So wow. then I realized that okay, I think I must enroll in C V F life, which I'm already automatically enrolled <laughs> yeah, in Yeah. I think our
0: generation it. was auto enrolled. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll
2: benefit from it because I'm likely to based on past statistics from my ancestors I'm likely to live longer yeah right? yeah so yeah. what about those who have a relatives or oh, <laughs> <you, touch laughs> <you>, okay <laughs> grandparents or parents who have a the shorter lifespan, lifespan yeah, right so yeah. they'll be worried right yeah that, would I benefit from it. Correct. Okay. So in that case then I would say that likelihood of the CPF life may not benefit as much. Mm. Okay? But that's it, that's it. It's not like once you pass on all your CPF life money is gone. It depends on what age you passed on mm-hmm. and the amount of premium remaining.
0: Oh yes okay.
2: So there will still be a bequest that is available for the beneficiaries. Okay. So it's not like totally gone
0: Right. So okay. it really
2: depends on when you pass on. Of course, all these things we won't be able to predict, mm-hmm. um, but that is how I gauge. Right? Okay. So if you believe that longevity risk is there for yourself, then you should try to benefit more from a CPF life okay. as much as possible. You can even consider top ups and things like that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: But if not, then maybe top up is not a good idea.
0: Mm, that's a good picture to paint there. So the other thing that is of concern with the closure of the SA is the freedom of withdrawals. Apart from the interest rate, the flexibility of withdrawals from the RA and the OA, they're entirely different. So, talk to us about that.
2: So, for the RA, we're still referring to those people who are under the CPF life scheme, but not the retirement sum scheme, right? So, those amount of money that is locked in the RA, you can't really touch it. Any top-ups that you do, you cannot downgrade. That means you cannot move RA money into OA. Mm -mm. It's one way street. Yeah. Right? So the once the money go in you can't get out. So
0: it's not liquid, lah?
2: Yeah. So R A is really meant for CPF life okay. and your payouts for the mm. rest of your life. Right? All right. OA is the account that you can redraw as and when you wish. It's right? like in your
0: typical savings account? Yes,
2: correct. Mm. So that's how it works out. Huh? But you can't top up to it ah. after fifty five.
0: Right. Top ups can only be made to the R A. Yes. Okay. Correct.
2: After a certain age. Before that retirement age you can top up to three accounts, just that it's not tax deductible. Mm. Uh, If you top up to SA, it can be tax deductible. So there are some rules like this. If, let's say, you're a high income earner, sometimes it does also make sense from a tax perspective to consider top ups. So you can see, the CBF is really very complicated. There is longevity risk to think about. There is this uh, tax consideration to think about. You use it for housing, you use it for education, you use it for healthcare. It's almost like a mini government wallet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that
0: yeah, that's a, good, that's a good analogy, actually.
2: <laughs> and hence, over the years, because of different needs, as the society progresses, mm. there are more rules being added. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, you need 10 rules to cover a previous old rule, right? Yeah. So that expanded and become a very complicated thing. Okay. And that's why I always suggest people go down to the CPF branch to really consult and check for your own situation. What's yeah. the best way forward?
0: So... That covers the withdrawal flexibility of the RA versus the OA now that the SA is gone. So let's talk about shielding. We talked about this earlier, right? It was seen as a bit of a hack, a loophole of sorts. So people typically practice shielding six months away from their 55th birthday. So if I'm, say, 53, 54 this year, what do you think I should do before this takes effect when I turn 55 in the next year or so, plus minus? Should I start stacking up my SA now? Because it's essentially giving myself a longer runway to stack up and really make the most of the 4.08%. Basically, I'm asking, are we going to lose out?
2: Depends on certain scenarios. Sure. So, for example, the case that we are studying now is like age 53, right? Yes. Thinking about whether to top up to the CPF SA. Correct. Okay. Let's do that. With the anticipation that age 55, the CPF SA will be closed. Yes. So what's the impact? Mm. The consideration, I guess, would be, again, whether you benefit from CPF life, right? So that's one of the considerations. If you're going to benefit from CPF life, you can top up more Mm. and you can funnel your funds into your CPF RA eventually at 55. And because when it's higher amount, the payout that you receive at age 65 onwards will also be higher.
0: Okay, okay. Okay, So
2: if you really benefit from that, then of course, right? So you get more money out of of it. The budget changes have also enhance the enhanced retirement scheme amount. The
0: ERS. The
2: ERS. Okay. Right? Last time is three times the BRS, Correct. which is the basic retirement sum. Yes. And the recent one, they have expanded it to four times. Okay. So which means your potential CPF life payout can even be higher. Ah. So if you really benefit from CPF life, then that is one of the considerations. You right. do want to do a top up for your CPF SA, eventually fund more funds in the RA, and eventually more CPF life payout right yeah, so that's one okay second is we talk about tax considerations mm. right so let's say you're a high income earner it can be a case where it actually it makes sense for you to top up to yeah. save some of the tax maybe you will fall of one tax bracket lower yeah <laughs> right? it, it, it might make financial sense sure, from sure, a tax yeah. saving perspective yeah as I said it really depends on a lot of all these factors for mm. you to consider and also the third Factor would probably be Is there a better use of your capital? If, let's say, you are able to invest at a much higher rate than 4%, of course, not risk free anymore.
0: Yeah. um, And you're comfortable
2: taking that risk, right? You might be better off not topping up and Uh, grow your wealth outside of the CPF. So it's actually
0: making us re look at other instruments outside of the CPF that we feel if we can stomach that risk and it's above 4.08%, then we might have to look into that instead. If, of course, you are in the age group that still has a longer runway to do this, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is the other age group that I want to talk about, our age group. So for me, example, I'm in my 40s, I still have a mortgage to pay off. My retirement plans are still in its infancy. Considering this longer runway to build up my special account, my SA, right? And that's going to be shortened when they close the SA when I turn 55. What should be my game plan to make the best use of my SA?
2: As you already pointed out, the runway is very long. Mm. Okay? And I guess one of the biggest uncertainty is will the rule change again? unlike those people in their 50s, nearing the 55, they don't have that runway to expose to these kind of changes. But whereas if you are in the 30s, 40s, you do have decades Mm. that changes may happen. Mm -hmm. And right fresh of a major change, generally, people will be more wary right, yeah. about this kind of uncertainty. And CPF topping up is typically a one-way street, as we have discussed. Yes, okay? Unless it flows back to your OA, you can rejoin it at 55. Mm-hmm. Who knows, rules may change again as mm-hmm. well. So maybe it really forces people to look at other investment options to really grow your wealth for mm-hmm. retirement, rather than always relying on the CPF system. Mm. I think CPF system yeah. can be a baseline. But you should not only rely on it alone. And I think it's also very dangerous and risky. Mm. And people should make plans on top of it.
0: That's a key message here also. Because I think a lot of people who aren't able to juggle multiple investments, they just go to the CPF because... It's safe. The government will take care of it for me. I don't have to think about it. Whereas if you are in the younger age group, like us, for example, right, where we still have the option to explore other areas of investment, then perhaps it is time to really finally get into the investment game. I'm going to ask a question that... Potentially sensitive, but I think a very important one. Now that the SA is going to be closed at age 55, do you believe that this change will disincentivize us from investing in our CPF? Mm, Or using our CPF to invest, rather?
2: So I guess the context is more like, would people still top up their CPF, considering that this SA is closed? Mm. I would believe some people will be a bit more disheartened. can see some quite unhappy about it. But I think it's a very specific group of people. And they have been taking advantage of the special account for the longest time, getting 4% and still have the freedom to withdraw anytime they want. Yeah. There's nothing available in the market currently. Mm. And now they're forced to choose an alternative. Yeah. Right? So the excess money will flow to OA from mm-hmm. 225 onwards. And they need to think about whether they want to invest directly using their CPF OA funds, but they will come with restrictions mm. or they want to redraw yeah. and invest in more options that's available to them. Yeah. So this group of people are not the ones that the Singapore government is worried about for retirement because mm-hmm. they have the money.
0: They're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because money. if you are of that age and you have an RA already, technically, you're kind of on your way to retirement.
2: Personally, i also not so concerned. Right? Okay. But definitely, some unhappy voices will be there yeah. uh, regardless. Going back to the question whether will people still top up now people will think twice or even thrice, mm. right? Uh, whether really I want to subject myself to further changes right? or CPF life, whether is it going to be beneficial for me, mm-hmm. like what we have discussed just now. So there will be a lot more things to consider yeah. when it comes to top up. In the past, it's a lot simpler. Yeah. I just want to shoot and then I will just Yeah, dump and then my put money it there, away right? and then I'm done. Now yeah, I it's, have to really now, think now about it. it you expanded that Problems sum into more (laughs) factors. It's it's tiring. Yeah,
0: from (laughs) simple division and multiplication, it's not algebra. Yeah. Okay, my final question here is, CPF can mean a lot of things for different people. It's how we're able to buy our homes. It's how we are able to finance our retirement and old age. For others, it is about investing. In your opinion, how else will our views of the CPF change?
2: Because changes have been made. People expect that retirement is a long term thing and the rules should be um, set
0: in stone permanent. Yeah. Right?
2: Have some permanence in it. Yeah. And people don't like it anytime rules are changed. Yeah. Because it's a new environment and it's a new way of operating and people need to make adjustments. Mm. Right? And that's not something that people look forward to. Yeah. In retirement. <laughs> and I All habits die hard, yeah, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think the biggest perspective change of this recent budget announcement is. People are concerned. Mm. Will CPF change again? Yeah, yeah. yeah I and think that's you and a very I know one. likely it's going to be. <laughs> right? So,
0: but we're the ones that have going <laughs> that are going to have to stomach the new changes. Yeah.
2: So it boils down to back to that confidence. Whether will change for the better? Yeah. But to conclude, I would say that we are better off with the CPF system than without. Mm. at the end of the day and I also believe that it has to evolve because society needs will really change
0: it will and we really do need to be prepared for it and you know what the government is doing what it can to make sure that we are comfortable when that time comes so this is going to be for sure an ongoing conversation Alvin always great to have you back on Money Talks thank you so much for chatting with me today Thank you. And listener, a big thank you to you as well. If you feel this episode was just what you needed or you want more, let us know in the comments wherever you are listening to this podcast. We are streaming on Apple Podcasts and Spotify plus YouTube Music. And if you have the time, leave us a rating too, okay? For Money Talks, the team is Joanne Chan, Tiffany Ang, Crispina Robert, Junaini Johari, Saye Wind Wint, and I'm your host,
1: Andrea Heng, signing off.